Hello. Well, well, welcome to the show. Yo, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Yeah. Um, shout out to me for a great thumbnail again. I've already seen people complaining. Why is Kobe on the thumbnail? Why is yeah. LeBron on the thumbnail? Hey man, it's content creation. I saw someone in the chat in the comments yesterday complained that um, Michael Jordan was on the overrated thumbnail. I hope he cries that LeBron James is on the underrated thumbnail. It's called um, excellent content creation. So, um, as you can see, we're going to be talking about the most underrated players of all time. Um, I had to put some of the most polarizing players on the most underrated list for people to complain. So I put LeBron James, I put Kobe Bryant, and I put Tim Duncan there for straight vibes. But um, I want to ask you guys, you don't have to talk about the guys on the thumbnail. Um, who are some of the most underrated players of all time to you guys? Um, one thing I will say, especially considering the most recent conversation, this new age of uh, hating on the old players, you know what I'm saying? One person I want to point out there is John Stockton. Okay, buddy. John Stockton. Now, listen up. Yes, he gets over it a little bit because people look at the accumulated stats and go like, did a lot of assists, all that stuff. But I do think he's undervalued because I don't think people talk about it enough that he is an excellent passer. He can finish at the rim really well or well enough. And, you know, he's the good enough shooter. So I think John Stockton, sometimes people think, oh, man, this guy is trash. All these new age point guards, all of them are better than him, would be better than him in his era. So I think he gets uh, a lot of uh, discredit now versus like back in the day. So I'm, I'm putting out John Stockton out there. Where do you I read? like that one too because he actually was a high assist guy at Gonzaga in college. So the fact that people think Malone made him or things like that. Who made him? Who, who made him? Carl Malone. Made him? Who? As far that? as that's all he was doing was passing. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, he's, about, he's, about, he's about number 32 in the Jazz. Right? <laughs> number 32, yeah. Number 32 yeah, in the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. But, but no, nah, he's been a high assist, a high IQ point guard for since college. So I agree with that. I say Andre Miller, though. I like his game a lot. And the man who was always 40 years old. Um, But where, where do you rate John Stockton for you to say he's underrated? Um, so right now I'm still figuring it out because I'm creating my own like top 50 all time list and I'm looking through a lot of players, um, looking through a lot of footage to come up with opinions on best versus the greatest argument. And John Stockton, as of right now, he is on the, like the lower part. So it's like seven through 10 right now. So that's where he is. I will say that because when I like asked Low about it that one episode, I was like, okay, where's John Stockton? And, and it seemed like he, even though he hates on him, he was pretty re reasonable with his rankings. But I, was, I feel like people that's not maybe Low, I don't really know where you have him rank Mars. The people would just hate on John Stockton just to hate on him and say, oh, man, he just lucky he's on uh, number 32's team. And because of that, he's really just not that good. He's just, you know, counting stats. I have him all-time point guards, I think, at like eight, I think. Magic, Steph, Oscar. Do you count West as a point guard? Right, we'll, we'll include West in this. Just to, okay. okay, so Magic, Steph, Oscar, West. Kid, Nash, Chris Paul. 
How many is that? Six. Walt Frazier. Mm. Then probably John Stockton, Russell Westbrook, Gary Payton. That's okay. Unless I'm forgetting anyone uh, like crazy magnitude, but somewhere around that. I think he's like seven through ten somewhere. So okay. I, I don't have him out of the top. 10. Isaiah Thomas, you didn't say. That's who I forgot. Okay, I forgot one person. My fault. Um, yeah, pack up. So after after Nash Kid, Chris Paul, whatever would you put those guys? Walt Frazier. No, Isaiah Thomas, Walt Frazier, John Stockton, Russell Westbrook, Gary Payton. That's how I would go. Okay. My, my apologies, I missed Isaiah Thomas. I I, I forgot you existed. Yeah, people are gonna think you're haters if you just left out his name. Yeah, I, I forgot. But yeah, he's top ten. John Stockton's in my top ten. Um, I do think he's a great passer. Top ten passer of all time. Um, I think his defense is very underrated. Oh yeah, a lot, sure. a lot of people don't talk about his defense because they want to talk about how he's one of these all-time top five playmakers. Disagree. Um, very good shooter. Um, was very good in transition, especially when he was younger. Um, excellent. I mean, very dirty player as well. But, so you got Nash ranked over him? Yes, I think Nash is a better player than John Stockton. Yes. I'm not mad at it because I, when I watch Nash, bro, Nash is cold, bro. He's and I know, I know um, I'm know, i like the king of overrating Steve Nash. So if you think Stockton's <laughs> better than Nash, I'm, nah, I'm fine with I, it. I know, I, I know I'm know. like in the very, very small minority of people on how I view Steve Nash. But I think I think Jason Kidd's better. I think Chris Paul's better. I think Isaiah Thomas is better. Steph, Magic, Oscar, Jerry West. But other than that, I think he's I think he's over Gary Payton. I think he's over Russell Westbrook, which I know I mean some people might find that shocking that I think he's over Russell Westbrook. Um, no, you probably value IQ. So I would yeah, have to look IQ, into the Jason defense, Kidd. shooting ability, a lot, a lot of things. Yeah, I would have to look into the Jason Kidd argument one a little bit more because. I know Jason Kidd gets a lot of love because of uh, especially like his uh, passing, playmaking, and his defense. But even if you put his defense higher than Stockton, which is fine, and probably the passing higher than Stockton, I would I would have to evaluate. Even though Stockton is not the most willing scorer, I would say he's a better scorer than Kidd. So I'd have to evaluate those two to see how much which I like better to see who I truly think is a better point guard. So I think that's a big thing for the Stockton and Kidd argument. What personally. about like leadership when you evaluate all-time greats? Like certain things we can't kind of gauge. On intangibles, basically. Yeah. yeah, but like you can't say Stockton doesn't have intangibles and Kidd does really. Like unless you know something about Stockton, I don't. That's why it's hard to judge that specifically. Right? So – they they both had successful teams. They Any both- player who can be that dirty and get away with it has some level of intangibles, in my opinion. Facts, man. You can't he be a dirty with number thirty-two after all, you know, and made it work. How many people yeah. can do that? I mean, him. I mean, I would have. I would have never passed the number thirty-two if I was him. But yeah, but yeah, John John Stockton. I do think he's like he's overrated by some like i've heard people say he's the second best point guard of all time or the best passer of all time i think that's overrating him but then when people say he's not a top 10 point guard of all time i think they're underrating him i'm not very high on his peak i think the longevity is what holds me so high for him i think at his peak he is very good i'm not saying he's trash 
but I think longevity is why I have him like eight all time. I think if it was based solely on peak, he'd be behind a lot of other point guards. But okay. I don't want to say names and then be called disrespectful. So I'm just gonna say no, you're good, you're good, you're good. But anyone else have any underrated players that they'd like to share? I got Westbrook. I think he's pretty underrated all time. Where should he be and where do you have him? Like, where should he be, but where do you hear that people have him? I think he should be a top 50 player, and I don't see him in a lot of top 50 lists. Who's a player that you hear people have over Russell Westbrook that you don't think should be over Russell Westbrook? Um, I don't see the argument for someone like Gary Payton over him all the time, to be honest. Anyone here have Gary Payton over Russell Westbrook? They're interchangeable. They're in the same tier. I don't. I don't see. It's like you can make the argument for or against both of them personally. So and I think I think Russ peaked higher, and I don't know how the longevity is for Payton. Russ has some. At least he has eight or nine years of like All NBA level play. I know that last year in Washington, that's more All Star caliber. But I think his last year in Houston was All NBA caliber. I think Gary Payton had a stretch where he was the best point guard in the league. Now. I will say the competition at that point, it was just before Jason Kidd ascended and it was after John Stockton and Penny Hardaway got hurt and Mark Price was no longer around. So it was maybe a lower era of point guards, but Gary Payton from like 98 to like 01 was like the best point guard in the NBA. Very good, very good scorer, could shoot the ball defensively. I think we all know fantastic passer, high IQ. Um... I would agree that Russ's peak is higher, but I think Gary Payton was more consistently valuable than Russell Westbrook. I think Russell Westbrook has so many flaws that make it hard to build a like championship level team around. Like the decision making isn't great, the lack of shooting, the ball dominance. Like he has so many things that you have to like account for. And I don't know if he's good enough to justify all the things you have to deal with with Russell Westbrook to say he's over like Gary Payton. But I think it's I think it's close. Like I might have Russell Westbrook over Gary Payton. I might have Gary Payton over Russ. It depends how I feel on the day. So yeah. that, that's Russell, really how I feel about it. Russell Westbrook's always gonna be that player. It, it, this is always the argument with Russell Westbrook. Like he's a great floor raiser, but the ceiling is always like suspect because of the things that Mars said. Those you know deficiencies. And when I mean, unless you're like LeBron level. And even LeBron, there's other things that he has that makes him better suited to play with like certain players than Russell Westbrook. But unless you're like that, then there's really you can, there's really so much you can do with a ball dominant, non shooting point guard like Russell Westbrook. It's it's kind of it's very tough. I think Russ's defense is underrated too. I think he has like a lot of his mistakes is IQ, but like when he's locked in, I, I've seen some film. He's like really good, but you know, you have to count that against him. He's not always locked in. So. Yeah, he's not very, he's, his consistency on that side is questionable. He came into the league as a defender. That was the calling card out of UCLA. So I don't know. He got the ball in his hands more and just started saying, nah, I don't really want to play defense like that no more. Thanks, so, I guess. But, um, Minion and Tay, you guys have any underrated players you'd like to share? I'd say Tony Parker, because, you know, like after 07, he was the leader offensively for that Spurs team. And like people love to give credit to guys like Isaiah Thomas for leading a great defensive team 
than being the first option as an offensive player. But people don't want to give Tony Parker credit that much credit. So wait, Maybe. do you have Tony Parker as a top ten point guard? I, I don't have him as a top ten point guard, but I got him top fifteen. Okay, okay. Um, I think. How do I feel about Tony Parker? Um, I think Manny Ginobili was better than him. So I guess I underrate Tony Parker. I think I think I've said this before. I think his ability to finish at the rim, I think he's the best point guard when it comes to finishing at the rim ever. I know a lot of people say Kyrie or Derek Rose or Russell Westbrook or whoever I think is Tony Parker, because I've never seen someone with that much congestion at the at the rim, finishing around that many people, that much touch around the rim, the versatility, the volume, all of those things combined. I think he's the best finisher I've ever seen. But I do think defensively he was not very good. His outside shot was bad for the most part. Um, his decision-making consistently wasn't that great either. I think um, Greg Popovich has had many many problems with Tony Parker and his decision-making um, throughout his career. So I think if I had to rank it top 15, maybe. I don't know if I think Tony Parker is better than Chauncey Billups. So I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Because Chauncey Billups' ability to pass, a better defender, the shooting ability. Chauncey Billups is one of the best shooters in the league for a stretch. Um, ability to run an offense. I um, play without the basketball at, at a better level. I, I think Chauncey Billups... Oh, someone in the chat said Chauncey Billups. Oh, damn. Uh, shout out to 97 till infinity. Shout out to you. But yeah, I don't know if I think Tony Parker is better than Chauncey Billups. And I'm, I'm not saying that to disrespect Tony Parker. Maybe I'm trying to praise Chauncey Billups. But I think... So I don't know if that's underrating Tony Parker or not. Me personally, but I do like Tony Parker. Someone said I'm wilding, so let's bring him up. Snake Eyes, there we go. Hello. Um, Mars, Mars, first of all, yes, I just want to say, um, the Tony Parker, um, best finish to take is that a is any France bias there? Are you from France or French anyway? Am I from France? All right, thanks. Bonjour. Tony Parker is nowhere near a better finisher at the rim of Kyrie. He's clearly the best finisher at the rim. Oh, both hands at any angle, you know what I mean? Any it doesn't matter what defenders like trying to stop it in seconds. I called up because first you got me hot when you said something about Gary Payton um, only being solid from 98 to 01. That's false. You went to the finals in 96 versus Mike. I, he wasn't the best I, point guard. Well, I said from 98 to 01, he was definitive. Oh, yeah, yeah, but you need to go back a few years because he went to the finals okay, if you, in 96. If you, think he was, I, if you think he was definitively the best point guard in 96, I'm not going to argue. Who was better than Gary Payton in 96 when the I, finals I, the finals? I think Penny Hardaway was better than Gary Payton, me personally. But if you uh, say uh, Gary Payton, that's, that's a debate. I'll give you that. That's a debate. Oh, so there debate. we go. So why are you mad at me when you but, think but, it was but, debatable? But, 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 no, 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 no. I'm saying you can, you can stand no, on what it's not. Gary Payton was, was the best. But he is. He was. He was the best point guard at that time. And the only reason why Gary Payton don't have a ring is because Mike is in the league. I said definitively. If you say Penny Hardaway is a debate, then it's not definitive. And that's why I didn't include 90. That's the only name you can mention. But he no, Penny that's wasn't the, better than Gary. Definitive means there's no debate. If yeah, I could I name one name, it wouldn't be definitive. But you just, but you put in, but mentioning Gary being only like a great or uh, on top of his I game from 98 know. to 01, you, 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 you no, taking no, years no, from him. No, 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 that's years what I said. Him. No, sir. I said yeah. he was definitively the best point guard for a stretch from 98 to 01. 
he was still great the year from '96 to '01. To you, but if you, if I think Penny Hardaway was better, why would I say he was definitively the best if I don't think he was the best? Let's ask these guys: Was Penny Hardaway better than Gary Payton? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you anything about Penny Hardaway. <laughs> Both ends of the I'm floor. Not. What are we talking about? What? I think you, the idea you, of Penny you, is you, better. You, yourself, you yourself said it was debatable. So if you think it was debatable, uh, no, nah, no, nah, that not would mean it's not definitive. You don't try to hold on to that word. You, you real slick. You said it. To, if you, if yeah, you just said you can say that. Saying. You said that if, earlier. If you're, say, if you're saying you no longer think it's debatable, that's fine. Then we. Yeah, I, 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 no, 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 no longer debatable. I made a mistake by that. I really, I really, I really, I really, yeah, I really meant that. You mentioned that Penny was a solid. You know what I mean? Because yes, Penny was definitely one of them dudes. But nah, like. Uh, Gary Payton and Sean Kendall took Seattle to the to finals, 96. Like, only reason why they didn't, Gary didn't get a ring early on is because Mike was in the league, man. Mike stopped a lot of greats from getting. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and I as know. far as that Tony Parker take being the best finisher, I don't, it's like, come on, what you see Kyrie Irving is doing, displaying, is he's by far, he put a gap with that as far as who finished. Like, nobody finishes better than Kyrie. I don't agree. Of all errors. Yeah, I think Tony Parker finishing. Um, What's taking... thoughts that Tony Parker have with the left hand? Tony Parker was definitely ambidextrous. What are we talking about? I, no, no, a basic left hand layup. I'm talking about sauce. I'm talking about like you talk about. You're talking, you're talking about, about the best. Yeah, variety. That's variety. That's variety. He, he, he's talking about that's, that's just aesthetics at that point. The yeah. bag, the bag, everything. The, like how he I guess does I, Ky, Kyrie's finishing can be more aesthetically pleasing. I think Tony Parker out of the rim was just more unstoppable. Tony Parker had a better floater. That's it. Tony Parker Tony, invented Tony, the floater. Tony, Tony, Tony Parker is Mr. Tony floater. Parker, that's what we know Tony, Tony Parker for, for the floater. Huh? No, that's, what you, that's what you know, Tony Parker. Tony Parker no, that's what we know. Yeah, we, no, did, we did floaters in the hood because of Tony Parker. That's We all started yeah, doing you, floaters in the projects because of Tony me Parker. Yeah, me, me personally, I, I know Tony Parker for more than floaters, but his floater was but that his was his patented move. It started getting added to the yeah, game because yeah, no, of him. Right. Video game because of him. For me, like, for me, for me, Tony Parker taking more shots at the rim in an era where the lane was more congested and still finishing at a higher clip than Kyrie would suggest to me he's a better finisher. Even though Kyrie can do all of this and that and this, like cool, good for him. He has he has great touch and great English on the rim. Tony Parker gets to the rim more, takes more of his shots at the rim, finishing is finishes at a higher percentage at the rim. In the era where there was two bigs in the lane, the only time Kyrie matches Tony Parker in terms of efficiency at the rim is in the, like the last three or four years where the games got even more spread out. There's at best one big on the floor, and he still doesn't match him in terms of how much he's getting to the rim. I think Tony well, Parker is well, well, I truthfully don't want to get into like efficiencies and stuff about it, but as far as what yeah, I watched with Parker my two eyes, what I, I watched Tony play and I watched Kyrie play. Tony Parker was a great finisher. He could definitely lay the ball right. He definitely was float floater guy. But as far as just being a just a straight finisher, both hands, like any angle, like Kyrie got it by far. By far. And we yeah, probably that's, won't that's, see that's it never do. We probably won't see it never do with the sauce like he got, but that's what I want to come in with the intro. Well, salute to you guys, man. Snake eyes. I want to see what else. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate you coming up and actually having smoke. It's very rare many people have smoked for me, so I appreciate you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, do you have any underrated players for us? Um, I like I like the Russ take. I feel like Russ is definitely underrated. Um, he don't get the proper respect. You know what I mean? Uh, he 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 shattered the triple double shit so bad that we don't even respect it no more. He did it so frequently, so rare. Like we don't even respect it. No more. Remember when you couldn't do it when it was impossible to be done? 
the rush did it so much frequent that we don't respect it. We act like he you know what I mean he didn't do that. Um so I think Russ is underrated. Um uh that's off top. That's off top. I like to go for top Russ. You know what I mean? Fair. I think a skill set one part of another player's game in general, probably wouldn't say he's underrated because he has a great fan base. But I think Kobe's passing is definitely underrated from what I've seen. Uh, because the the whole discussion around Kobe is like he's not a passer, you know, he takes too much uh contested shots, which he does take a lot of very, very contested, very difficult shots. But Kobe as a passer, and Sorry, he man. makes them, that's a fact. But Kobe as a passer is definitely not something that people talk about because he makes a lot of very, you know, uh, not only smart passes, but very skillful passes, passes with tight uh, and I tight holes, tight angles. Um, I see Kobe Bryant. He can make a pass from across the court. So I think that aspect of his game and co- and that coincides with obviously his scoring ability his three level scoring. He can score anywhere on the court and his versatility in the scoring. His offensive bag, because this kind of goes back to what you know Lowe was talking about in terms of Kobe's offense versus Steve Nash's offense. Even though I'm sold on Steve Nash as a playmaker and as a efficient shooter, Kobe with the passing is so such underrated to the point where Kobe, in my opinion, definitely should be in like that top four, top five best offensive player. Honestly, I would have to think about it between obviously Jordan, LeBron. I would have to think about the Jokic one a little bit more, but right now I'm leaning Kobe. He should be put in that conversation way more than he does already. So shout out the passing. You are you are you are cooking right now, sir. Never I respect that opinion. But um we got a lot of people in the background, so I'm gonna move some of you guys on. Rodell, you can stay because um you have a nice camera and I, I need the people to have something to look at. So yes, uh, I'm going to pack up Minion and Emmanuel. Thank you guys for coming up. Um, so let me bring up, let's bring up Keenan. Let's bring Yo. up. There we go. There we go. Yo. How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Yo, you doing all right? I'm good. How you doing, brother? What's up? What's up? You guys got anything to say about Kobe Bryant passing ability or any underrated players that you guys have that you think deserve to be mentioned? Uh, uh, you got it. You got it. For I sure. mean, I think that oh, he's fault. right about Kobe's price passing being underrated. I'll give him that for sure. But I don't know about Kobe being a top four, top five offensive player of all time. That's a that's tough for me to say. I don't what? know if I, if I necessarily huh? agree with that. Here you go. Huh? Here you go. Yeah. Uh, there we go. I got LeBron, MJ. Yeah. I got okay. Steph. Um. I probably I probably take Kareem over Kobe. I probably take Magic over Kobe. Um, what? And I'll probably I, have be- a, I have a question. No, what? And I'll probably put Kobe in the seven day range. Wait, wait I'm not what's so his name? Wait, 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 hold on. I have a question before. I, I don't want to mean to interrupt. So, what about Steph's game makes you feel like offensively? I'm talking about not just shooting, shooting, mid range, three point. Um, well, he's an excellent finisher at the rim. Game. I think he's very underrated as a finisher at the rim. Uh, I think he's a, he's still got a really good mid range jumper. Um, <laughs> Okay. Did we lose him? Did he freeze? He just, I think I so. Think, I think he froze. Oh. He, he, even the world don't want you to go off this. Now we're good? 
There we go. Universal would have hit that bullshit he was saying. Universal would have hit that. You know what I'm saying about this. Okay, carry on. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so with Steph, it's the gravity that he has. It's not It's not just the playmaking. It's the offensive attention that he has. The gravity. Oh, and then he cut. He's oh, no. It's no meant to be, man. Oh, no, my guy. When oh, you mention magic and a few guys above Kobe as an offensive player, that's wild. I don't Come even on. think Steph is the most egregious one. I mean, Kareem is the one I want to hear. Like, why is Kareem over Kobe's offensive player? Steph and magic, I'm willing to get in the conversation. Someone got, someone got a bit of background noise. I don't know who it is. Hold on. Is that me? It might be. It might be. Uh, Echo. Yeah, Reggie, you got a bit of background noise. Um, if you can sort that out, and then I'll bring you back up when it when it's fixed. Um, thank you. But um, yeah, I I'm I'm actually interested. Oh, he's back. There we go. He's back. There we go. Welcome. Is back. it working back. fine? Am I? Am I yeah, you're 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 good right now. The people want to know why Kareem is over Kobe offensively. Why Steph is over? No, Kareem. 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 We, could, we could do. We could do both. Steph, I Honestly, yeah, I agree. We could. Do uh, Kareem is over at Steph. Uh, Colby offensively, just because I just feel like he's a much more like efficient scorer. That's like one of the big reasons why I just think offensively he can do a lot more in terms of like when you give Kareem the ball, it's I think it's a more guaranteed basket because he was basically unstoppable in the post. And his playmaking and passing is underrated as well. He led his team in pass in, in assists per game in, in assists totals actually one of the seasons as well. So he's a very capable passer as well. I actually do value offensive players and their ability to also be like, like, um, what's it called, like pick and roll guys as well. I think that Kareem is a very capable offensive player, off like using in the pick and roll effectively with Magic later on in his career. I think in the post he was basically one of the most like dominant offensive players of all time. Also, another player I think is better offensively. I think Shaq is also better than Kobe offensively. I think Jokic is better than Kobe offensively. I gotta ask. So so when you talk about being in the post, being in the pick and roll, don't you feel that when cause I used I play as a center in real life. Mm -hmm. Being a someone who's as tall and someone who has to play on the low, no, 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 has to play on the low block. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that his game is a bit more simplified because of the fact that he doesn't have to do as much as Kobe has to do? Because when you're a guard, you have to be someone that can work off that pick and roll. It's not as just easy as okay. All you I, I have hear to what do you're saying. I hear but, what no, you're but, saying. But 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 also. But Kobe was also just as great in the post. His mid rate, his post post fadeaway, mm. his footwork in the post, backing down players, as long along with his ability to get to the basket, his ability to create space off the pick and roll. Because it's not as easy for a guard I to hear work what off the pick and roll as it is for a big. Because a big, obviously, mm -hmm. you just have to see: is he playing high? Do I slip? Do I hold the screen? What do I do? And then, so I feel like to say even Jokic. I think that's I, – I mean, I can understand Jokic in terms of a passing because obviously Jokic, with the way this, the system is created, he's meant to be a passer. But mm -hmm. to put him offensively, I don't see what he does better than Kobe 
Well, see, I don't win. care. Like, see, I don't look at versatility as just because somebody's more versatile, they're automatically just a better offensive player, right? I had this conversation yeah. with people. No, that's not what like, I'm saying. That's, that's not I talk I'm about this with basketball players all the time where they think that, you know, Kobe is the top three, top two offensive player, top three, top two player of all time, which they have their right to say that. But I don't look at offensive versatility as, oh, you're just better than somebody offensively. I look at what is your output as an offensive player and how easy it is, it, is it for you to get that production? That's what I kind of look at. You could say I'm a stats guy for saying that, whatever you want to say. But if I really look at Kobe, yes, his versatility is as high as maybe everyone. He might be the most like versatile. I think of Kobe as the most like skilled player of all time, by the way. I want to preface that by saying that. But I think that when I look at because he took so many tough and difficult shots because of his like, I guess his ability to make tough them. shots, it kind of brought down his production and efficiency level. That's some, my but personal I, but opinion. A, but a, a difficult shot, a shot looking difficult doesn't mean it is a difficult shot. I'll just That's just how Kobe had spots. That's why a lot of the shots... No, took. I get you. I get you. Nah, but I get you. Kobe, but, Kobe definitely did take stupid shots for no reason just because he could make them. We see where niggas' offense is really at. When plays break down, when, when shit no, doesn't no, no. go in their way, Kobe still get it done. But does that make somebody like, 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 like you talking somebody about a real killer? Does that make somebody like, better than fails, like somebody like a, right. like a Kareem? Because oh, done, they're able to make a tough shot? Or is it that somebody like Kareem, who you give him the ball in the post, no, and yeah, he might be simple, it might not be fancy, no, it might just be a simple no, hook, but it just goes into so it makes him better. It makes him better because of the more versatile ways he could put the ball in the hoop. Yeah, there's Kareem definitely value to being a but, tough okay, shot Okay, let me maker. ask you guys a question. Who's a better offensive player, Shaquille O'Neal or Allen Iverson? Allen. Shaq. Shaq, like this shouldn't be Alan. a question. Shaq. This should not. Nah, be a it's question. Shaq. It's Shaq. It's one hundred percent. It is Shaq. But it's once Allen okay, Iverson, y'all niggas tripping, man. Y'all niggas tripping. Shaq is a more dominant post player than I yeah, but than overall, like, what are we talking about here? I'm saying if it you is, had an bro. It is Shaq, engine, bro. You have an offensive number man. one, the guy you want to give the ball to, the majority of plays. You're telling me you'd rather give the ball. To Allen Iverson over I, if I'm looking, if, if, if I'm looking at really telling me that you ain't saying There's no hack and AI. There's no hack and AI. There's no hack and AI. You have to hack a Shaq just to make him looking, from being like the greatest player of all time, like pretty much. If I'm looking at the totality of the game, because then, all right, so you're saying that. So are you taking Shaq over Mike or Shaq over LeBron? No, no, because they're better offensively. LeBron, but I'm saying Wait, Shaq bro, is I thought league, I thought being better offensively doesn't make you. Like, is, uh, he's top for me. He's a top three, four peak of all time. I think the only guys that probably take over peak is like LeBron, Mike, and like maybe like Hakeem. And I think that's pretty much it. Maybe maybe Hakeem and Kareem, and that's about it. I don't really have a lot of guys I put peak wise over over Shaq because Shaq in his peak was just how do you guard that? There is no way to guard that. Like there's the only guy who you clearly ain't watched all these other players though for real. You ain't watched them for real. You just like I get it though. Like Shaq was definitely dominant. I seen Ben Wallace guarded these other guys. Ben Wallace was getting cooked by him. I seen Ben Wallace guarded. I'm just saying one of the biggest detriments that you're saying regarding Kobe and Kareem or Kobe and Shaq maybe seems to be the unnecessary level of difficulty that Kobe does for taking a tough shot but at the same time and also the 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 dominance even though it's not as versatile because as a 
and and I'm curious. This is there's a question I'm gonna follow up after this, in terms of Kareem and how he scores versus Kobe and how he scores. Well, when you're diagnosing who's a better scorer, do you care more about how dominant they are in a very very particular fashion? or how elite they are in multiple facets as a scorer? It, it depends on your opinion. Some people are different. I I'm asking you, though. You can put the ball in the net more easier than a guy who can do it more versatile. I had a conversation with a guy, one of my friends about this. People saying that, you know, Allen Iverson is a better scorer than LeBron James. And I said, I just think LeBron James is just a better scorer. Like, I don't care about if LeBron is easier. He just gets layups. And that's the primary offense is just transition and layups. It doesn't matter to me because it's just so easy for him to score. That he's just no, no, I agree, but I'm asking you. Because, like, mm -hmm. the, the follow-up question to kind of help frame it out is, like, mm -hmm. who do you think is a better scorer, let's say, the regular season? Nikola Jokic or Giannis, right? Giannis has a very particular way to be dominant. Jokic is mm -hmm. more versatile in terms of his right, that's a tough scoring one. on the court. It's not that's tough. tough it's, it's Jokic because it's Jokic all around because when you get to the playoffs, even though you say the regular season, Randell, when you get to the playoffs, that stuff Giannis do, it does, it becomes stagnant. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Wait, he won a really, championship doing that stuff, though. So how did he come second? Giannis could get that, though, regular but still by himself. I mean, I just don't know who he is. He do the regular season. Like, he averaged a double-double. Double like, you talking about how regular is it, season, how right? How is it stagnant if he won a championship and averaged it's the, the numbers he It's the deficiencies. So you're saying because he won a championship, he don't have no deficiencies. Or his deficiencies. I'm not saying that, but but him. That's my whole point, though, bro. Giannis has been exposed a couple of times, whereas Jokic really just a lot of times. But wait, wait, but how is Giannis? Man, Jokic was Giannis, got, was Giannis, was Giannis, was Giannis stop, exposed man. by? You know, Jokic is an offensive player. You need talent. Know, like, you need talent. Jokic not winning until Murray got hurt. Like that's not. That's not a bad before thing. Murray got hurt when he was in, yeah, that's not, in a that's bubble. Who wins without good players? When Murray was in a bubble, he was averaging. He was dropping fifty, going back and forth with Donovan. Then what happened when he got hurt? Jokic like started to like take his game to another level, but then he, then he never won. As soon as Murray gets back, and gets how is he? How how was the Denver Nuggets? How would the Denver Nuggets meant to win with, with that team? What is his point? Yeah, yeah, I, like, I don't know. Yes, yes, I put a lot of Jokic. You need his second best player to win. I mean, I guess. Do you blame Giannis for not winning without Middleton? Giannis didn't win without Middleton in 2022. Yes, players need their second best player to win. That's no one ever wins by themselves. No one can ever win by themselves. So wait, the Nuggets are a better team than the Bucks. They don't have a better overall squad. The Nuggets versus the Bucks. That's, that's news to me. I didn't know that was. I didn't know that. I didn't know. I that. think the Bucks have had a better know. roster, but the Nuggets have the better coach. Oh, the Nuggets definitely okay. have the better. Coach. I'll leave I, I didn't know that I'll, we were having I'll, conversations I'll, 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 about. Wait, Bucks have Nuggets. a better coach than as far as as far as I as far as I know, Jokic has played with zero All Stars, zero All NBA players, zero defensive players in his career. Right, right, Ma. Also, the Nuggets last year didn't have MPJ either. So come on, that that roster was completely depleted. Like it was, and then in twenty twenty one, did have MPJ. MPJ was playing on a bad back. And like, they got, not and win they still got one Kazo game against the champions. Austin Rivers. Like they still got one game against the champions. I don't know what we're talking about here. Hey, Randall, do you remember your main question? What your main question was, uh, Baller? Yeah, yeah. The, the main question was to figure out like how what Baller values more in terms of like very particular dominance in terms of scoring or 
elite scoring, but it's much more versatile. So that's why I, brought I think up that I'd rather. I think I think I take somebody right. who's able yeah. to score, um, whichever which way is against the ball in more like whichever is the deadliest or the the toughest thing to guard from an individual standpoint. So like a guy like Kareem could still be extremely dominant, even if it's only just sky hooks and post games. But if you can't guard it, you have to double it. You have and he passes out and it's easy jumpers, and that's that's still that's still an effective play. Like if you literally look at kareem at his absolute peak and we're talking like in the in obviously in milwaukee you can't guard him one there was nothing to be done one-on-one -on -one. there was no one who could or could could handle him go ahead mars okay so um I, I get what you're saying if someone's so dominant in one fa in one fashion that they can't be stopped that would be more valuable than someone who's versatile but they're not producing as much so i want to pivot away from that and ask if you have one player who's dominant in one fashion but they can be stopped. But then you have someone else who's extremely versatile, but can also be stopped. Right. Who do you favor in that situation? The the, the, the players I'm it's too, framing it's too well. vague. It's too vague. Yanis Yan, Yan, or Kevin Durant? At this point, who do you think is a better overall offensive player? Yanis is so dominant, but we've who's seen a better player score? Offensive, no, offensive who's a better player. offensive player? Yanis, yes. so we've seen with his dominance, he can be stopped in the postseason. But KD, with all his versatility, we've seen. Oh, he that's, can a one, so that's, a that's a tough one, man. They both was hurt. I don't. That's a tough one. I got KD. Uh, yeah, I got. Uh, KD that's a tough too. one, man. I don't know. Like, I, like I'm a. Uh, that's a tough one. I mean, I probably lean towards KD. I guess. I don't know. That's a tough one, man. That's a weird because the thing is with Giannis. Is, this question, is probably like, he has so many playoff like like he's had like and I love Giannis. I'm a huge Giannis fan, but like the problem is that when it comes to the playoffs, his like. His free throw percentage goes down. His like shooting goes down, and then like if you have a specific type of offense, you can kind of like stop him. Durant's issue is that he he I, it's, it seems like he hasn't solved the double team yet. He's not a good enough passer to solve the double team yet. And it's just I don't know, man. It's a, that's a tough. I have to study. I have to look into that one. But I no, probably I, lean, I probably lean KD. I think it's something Ma said a little while back about uh, KD drip, uh, handles in. Um, what you said, Ma? About his, hand, his handling, his handling traffic. Is, yeah, his handling traffic, and then I, yeah. I, I had to go back and really look at that. Like that's a, that's something that yeah he it goes back to what you said too, ball. Like <clears throat> his handling traffic. That, that that shit is bad. Um, Sturdy said in the chat he has something he wanted to say about this conversation. So, Sturdy, um, what would you like to say? Yo, salute everybody. But, um, I think the answer is the dominant player because the dominant player you need a specific type of, um, this, this in this case, defense to stop that player's dominance than opposed to a burst out player. Theoretically, you can have more variety of teams that can quote unquote exploit that player's um weaknesses, weaknesses for example, yeah. right? Like in this case, Giannis versus KD. You rather I rather personally have Giannis dominance because you all the teams that Giannis had poor performances in the playoffs or that he lost to when he was healthy or hurt, whatever, they had elite paint protection. You are not beating a Giannis led team without elite paint protection. However, a guy like KD is proven that his his weaknesses can exploit it. Um, um a team not um, not just like a team like the Ball Sucks, but also a team like the Warriors, as well as as well as the Memphis as well. Different variety of teams, different different um styles. So I'd rather have the dominant player because the chances, no matter what era, the chances of a team having that one specific tile to stop me is lesser than the other player who's more versatile and not as dominant. 
So, so do you that. think? So, do you think there were more people that were able to stop Kobe than they were they able to stop Shaq or Kareem? There was there was more yeah there was more there defenses. was more teams I there, think yeah there's Kobe. definitely more defense that can I can instruct more to stop and and Ross construction I can stop a guy like Kobe than post a guy like Shaq. Guy like Shaq I need big bodies to um big bodies to um to to foul base to draw fouls on them. I need uh a, some of them a stretch big to occupy him to take away from the paint. Otherwise he will be a elite paint protector throughout the entire series. Like I need those things. There's a guy like Kobe, where we seen with the Pistons, with the um the Celtics. The Celtics, with, the Celtics. I mean, with the Pistons, I saw Ben Wallace on Shaq, and he wasn't as tall or as as of a stretch. Well, he was, he, was, he was still he was still efficient dropping drop. I believe. I don't 20, know Shaq. 20, I think Shaq. Was cooking, so I like this, this Shaq was twenty six against Ben Wallace. Yeah, literally, 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 yeah. literally. The game, Kobe lost in that series. The game plan is the game plan. We're not going to stop Shaq. We're going, we're going to try to play him number one, mitigate him, and and try to slow the ball down for getting the ball to Shaq. That's what the game plan was. So, if you value dominance this much, I guess my follow up question here is why don't you have Cream or Shaq? And this is more to baller, but Sturt obviously can answer as well, and everybody else. Why don't you have Shaq and Cream over Jordan? Because, because uh, oh, go ahead. I can add to that. Um, th- it's because Jordan is like a, a as a, like a much better. It's not much better, but a better version of Kobe. Like if Kobe took like like only t- and this goes this goes back to basically Jordan just being uh, first of all having the hands, the athleticism, um, and also just I think that Jordan was just a better IQ player. Like he took better shots. Uh, he also could get to the rim a lot easier. He his finishing at the rim was better, I think, in my opinion. Um, and Jordan was just, uh, I think Jordan was a much more willing playmaker at a younger age, whereas Kobe was like, I don't trust these guys. I'm not passing them the ball. Whereas Jordan was, he he knew, at a, he, he learned once he won that first championship and, you know, Phil Jackson really brought in the triangle. He bought into that mentality, I think, at a younger, at like a, at like a younger point in his career where he, when he actually had the actual reins. So I just think as a playmaker, Jordan was a better, uh, Jordan was a better mid-range shooter in terms of like, not in terms of skill, but you in terms of like the You're saying when Kobe had his competitive teams, he wasn't willing to so, pass? So, so, so that, but that, but that explains why he's over Kobe. That doesn't explain why he's over Shaq. Well, yeah, the, the Shaq, I, just think, I just don't think that yeah. there's really any. I don't think that there's defenses that really can stop. Uh, like, there's, yeah. there's defenses that have been that have stopped, like have like slowed down Shaq. For example, like Tim Duncan and and David Robinson were able to really slow down Shaq. Right, whereas I don't really think that there was any defense. Respect that really the '97 Heat. Respect the '97 Heat. <sighs> I don't know. Yo, uh, no, so, know. so to answer that, to answer we're question, really talking about peak Jordan, like 92, 93. Respect, yeah, respect no, the Knicks. Respect no, the Knicks. but there is no defense that can stop him. Well, 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 there's, there's been a couple defense that slowed him down. The Pistons did it um, a couple the series. Pistons, the, the, the Knicks did it for a series. I'm talking about peak. We're talking about absolute. Yes. Shaq, peak was get like, he had problems against Duncan. Like, Duncan And Jordan had problems against the Knicks. And that's and that then that's or maybe a couple of games, but I don't I think see, the, whole the goalpost is flying away. Not for the whole series. About? He he did torch them a couple of games too. That's uh... I don't know, man. I I think Jordan is. I think Jordan offensively. First of all, I just think that there's. I I don't really think that there. I think there's lesser offenses that can really stop Jordan. I think there's more offenses that can at least hold back Shaq just a little bit. And the hack of Shaq does play a part because he can become a little bit of a liability. But not obviously. Oh, now you want to. What defense is slowing down Kareem? 
Yeah, that that was. I just think that okay. This also goes to the. This also does go to the Kareem for the Kareem. I just feel like, um, you know, when I look at it offensively, I just feel like Jordan was just so good as your primary ball handler that Kareem just could not. There's all there's a limit. Like when you become like like Mike and LeBron are just so good at your as your number one options and with the ball in their hand that they can just do so much more consistently. They don't have inefficiency problems. They don't have like you know what I'm saying. They're the type of guys that can shoot as efficient as those like super as like Kareem and, and Jordan still put up monster numbers offensively. Still create so much offense for them. They don't shoot like they don't have those like crazy terrible series where they shoot, especially at their peak. I'm not talking about like early LeBron or early Jordan. I'm talking about absolute peak. Um, they those guys are just so good with the ball and they can create so much for their team because they're the primary option. I think that's what it comes down to. Mike and LeBron are just they when the ball is in their hands, not only can they be super efficient like the Shaqs and the Kareems, but they can also create for their team, which I think sets them apart from everybody else. So, one move so, so the answer to the answer your question, right? To the answer your question, like it, when comparison players in terms I, I like to go off production impact first, right? So, mm-hmm. like you just mentioned, the production for in terms of efficiency and like how how however you get it, however you get it, as long as you do it at a, produce at a high level and efficient, that's cool to me, right? But here's where the impact comes in. That's what differentiators comes in, right? So a guy who's dominated Shaq, right? Who let's say his paint presence is a ten out of ten, right? You still got guys like Jordan, LeBron, that I have no idea what you're saying right now. Yeah, I know. Kind of we lost you for like the last seven seconds. If you want to just repeat, he's finna talk that sauce and cook your boy for real. Just steady with us. Oh, the basketball gods get him out of here. Damn, uh-huh. steady ain't able to cook. That's tough. All right, my check, my check. That's better. There we go. You're good. You're good. You're good. There you go. All right, so. All right, so let me let me start. Let me start right here. Like when comparing impact, right? I like to simply see is this: what do you do best, and how impactful is that? That uh, one of the many things you do best, right? So a guy like Shaq, his paint presence like a ten out of ten. In comparison to Jordan, LeBron at their peak, they're like a nine, nine and a half out of ten. So on top of providing that nine and a half out of ten, they're also providing high levels of playmaking in the post. A guy like Shaq. Not yeah. to say Shaq was not a great playmaker, but Shaq wasn't as high as a playmaker as a guy like Jordan and um. Jordan LeBron, right? Yeah. And so, so that to me, wait, so that differentiate. So like, that's how, that's how differentiate impact is. What are you doing? The things that you're doing at your best, and what level of impact that 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 affects your team and your opponents. So, simply put, Shaq, even though he's dominant, all time great as some of the best things he does, he doesn't check more boxes. It's not so much versatility; it's more so impact and other varieties of the game as like a, a guy like um, Kareem. Yeah. No, it sounds like versatility to me. I think that's I don't think it's a problem if it is. I'm just saying. No, it's not, it's not versatility per se. It's more so like, it's like a gauge. Like, like you, you, I think you broke it down better than me, Mars. Like, it's like a gauge of like your impact relative to your era and your team, right? So, mm-hmm. what that the level of what you're doing, the whatever attribute that you are great at, that level of value for your team, that's, that determines your impact. Oh, and, the water bottle analogy. Yeah, all right, bet. That, oh, why does it say that? The water bottle analogy. Exactly that. There you go. That'll be there water bottle analogy. There you go. Based on what you guys were saying, I just feel like that stuff can apply Facts. to it's just Kobe as good well. Good. And I, I guess that's the No, the, the problem, the problem here. Here's, the thing, here's the thing. The problem with Kobe, right? He's not – hmm, outside of shot creation, 
and what all the other guys have in their own way, like there's not nothing like he does at a 10 out of 10 compared to those guys. You know what I'm saying? Like I can say like LeBron, LeBron, LeBron and Jordan, let's say for primitive plays, like LeBron, Jordan in comparison to Kobe, their right. rim pressure will always be higher than, um, than Kobe. Kobe's, yeah. Defensively, you crazy as fuck. You bugging the fuck out, Sturdy. I'll let you go. How, you how, how, so Kobe has more pressure than Jordan LeBron? Ball, man. You wow. What about, so Kobe That's, had no, what about Kobe's perimeter defense? Like he's His wild. Like Kobe no, he's saying rim like pressure. No, I, I was the rim pressure that LeBron and 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 Jordan have is over Kobe's rim pressure as yeah, when they're attacking the rim. Yep. Yeah, and then well, and then you got. The and, yeah, I did. I actually watched Kobe's so, title. Can I? Can I? Can Kobe I? Baller, you ain't watched the game. I, I, I ain't seen you. <laughs> really. I said baller. Baller ain't watch basketball. Well, go ahead, thirty. Go ahead. My bad. No, that's tough. No, that's that. I'm saying that's the main separator between like simply put. LeBron and Jordan can do more things uh like at a nine, not ten, a ten or ten out of ten or nine out of ten level than opposed to Kobe. No, so, that's 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 I don't know what the fuck that's is rim pressure. Is that a lot? Get, 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 get into the rim, get into the pain. That's a get into the pain. Can we simplify this shit? Like, come on. That, that, that's not simple. Get, like, get, getting downhill, getting downhill, get into the rim, collapsing the defense. Come on, Kobe's one of the best. Yeah. Like, no, 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 saying Kobe's not good at it. We, I'm just saying way. Jordan and LeBron are clearly better at it. They're better in transition. Yeah, because Le, um, um, LeBron, LeBron, that's one of LeBron's strong suits, third. He's not a good shooter, bro, to be doing what Kobe that's, do. So That's what he's saying. That's what I just said. Like, I don't know you listen to, like, part of it, <laughs> half of it. Right, no, they're both good. <laughs> <good. laughs> like, honestly, I keep moving it. Like, Yo, Mars. Yes. Mar, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta go, but I wanted to answer the who's the underrated. I had two. One was Dwight. I don't think Dwight is talked about enough because Back. of the fact that one, he was a three-time All NBA Defensive Player, five-time All First Team Defensive Player. I do not think that the Lakers would have been champions of the bubble with JaVale McGee and AD alone. I think Dwight, being the strong, versatile That's player of this last Don't forget threat, Rondo. The average Rondo eight, and eight. I think. Rondo. I think. I think outside of the the first season with the Lakers, like the well, second season, not the first because even that season he averaged 17 and 15 but that season he averaged a double double for his entire career he was a 20 and 15 guy um i do not think that there was ever a point where ad was ever better than him i don't know how ad made them the top 25 list over him i do believe dwight is a top 15 top 10 center because i don't know a lot of centers that were as athletic as dominant in the paint as he was and was able to do the type of things that he didn't produce. I also think Patrick Ewing is an underrated center as well, an underrated player, because I think just because that he didn't win, he kind of had the John Stockton, Carl Malone effect. Because he didn't win, he just wasn't or isn't someone that should be talked about. But even Shaq alone has said that he is one of the greatest centers that he's ever faced and one of the toughest players that he's gone up against. I think Patrick Ewing averaging 20 and 10, 20 and 15 around there. Even actually, no, he averaged like 25, 28 for one for a couple of seasons. But mm -hmm. I think Patrick Ewing isn't talked enough. I think he is a top 10 center. I think he's one of the most versatile and and, and better centers. I don't think I, I have him over Jokic. That's just me because I don't think Jokic has done enough for me to prove that he is 
Talk. As high of a player talk. as he could Ooh, be. Wait, wait, you see, Patrick Ewing is better talk. than Let him Chris. talk, please. I, said, no, I think he's better because I'm, I'm looking at the overall totality of Patrick Ewing's game. I'm looking at the offense. He can shoot the mid-range. He can spread the floor out. He was great in the pick and roll. He was one of the best post players. As well as I look at him at the defensive end. He was one of the best defensive bigs you have you could see. He was very he was great shot blocker. He averaged two to five blocks a game. You could see in his game how much he meant. Obviously, his team he had good teams. He had John Starks, Bernard King, um, mm-hmm. Rob Strickland. He had great teams, but obviously he ran into Jordan. Jordan was that one wall. But because he didn't win, it's like we had he has that effect like oh well he didn't win he didn't get but he made it far he made it to the finals he made it to conference finals he was these he was a very versatile big I don't see obviously outside of passing and playmaking mm-hmm. I don't see what else and maybe I guess three point shooting a little bit but I don't see what else of I would say I'd say you're a better mid range shooter myself to be honest but I mean that's just me um. I, I, I just don't see a lot of what Jokic's game is better than. So, do you think if you trade, if you switched Jokic with Ewing, you think they would still win a championship? No, they still. I I think they would have won it in such great fashion because the type of defense that that he would bring at the height that he was and how physical he was. Oh my God! I think they would have won in that bubble season. I think he would have matched up with Dwight even better. I think Dwight would have had such a harder time guarding a, a player like Patrick Ewing because of how versatile he was. Much stronger, he was better in shape, so he was faster, and the type of defense. Then what? So you think at that time? At that time, I'm not talking so about in think, general. I'm so you about think that, that if you time. switch, you think if you switch Jokic in 2020 with Patrick Ewing, they beat the Anthony Davis, LeBron Lakers in the bubble? Yes, because I, be honest, I, I, I will. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, I will say I will say B. I will say B. But I I think the series would have been a better series because, like I said, the main reason why they lost is because Jokic had such. They a beat him in five, time. right? I, Jokic just had such yeah. a difficult time guarding the pick and roll and guarding Dwight in the post. Oh, Dwight is just so physical with him. He did but pretty good was, this year in the playoffs, up, I won't say. I don't know if you noticed, but it's a I mean, that's, I feel like that's fine to like take. Jokic back then is not even as good as Jokic now. So, like, no, so but even still, but I think, but I think, I still think, I, I'm just saying, when I'm looking at the overall game, I think Patrick Ewing would have done a bit more, both defensively. He would have made the Lakers' offensive a little bit more disruptive because of the fact that he was able to guard the paint better. He was mm-hmm. much fit, more stronger, physical, and, and uh, faster than Jokic was. And I think his offense was, obviously, outside of three-point shooting, I think yeah. he was still giving you 20 to 28, uh, 25 points a game. Obviously, mm-hmm. it may not have been as monster numbers as Jokic, but I still mm-hmm. think it would have been enough. But then again, I, I can't look at just Patrick Ewing. I have to look at the role players of Murray and mm-hmm. all these other guys that weren't as good as they were now. So, Yo, talking about Dwight Howard real quick, being that y'all mentioned Dwight Howard, they're saying that the Warriors might pick up Dwight. How y'all feel about that pick up the Warriors? Yeah, he's, oh, he's going for an interview. They should. They ain't got nobody but <laughs> it, um, it works for them. I mean, they need yeah. Dwight, yeah, Dwight they need is a, a great, yeah, he's a great lob threat and rebounder. That's what they need. That's I mean, they also signed a young boy to the Uber, yeah. the Uber kid. Those, those yeah. I, 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 I like Usman Gariba. I, I'm, right. I'm sad that we let him go. Listen, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy that's listen. I'm but, saying right now, Open Gym, I got the Warriors winning the championship. That's just me. 
While we're talking about the oh, Warriors, so we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk no, about how Draymond is the most underrated player of all time. Ooh, that, that's something I want to get into, but I do need to move some of you guys on. But I before I move Snake Eyes on, I, there's a super chat for him. So drink more water, or Snake Eyes, who's your favorite rappers of all time? Me, 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 me. Salute, man. Salute. Salute to y'all. Y'all ready? There we go. Thank you for coming up. Thank you for coming up. Um, yeah, we can get in we can um we can get into um Draymond Green. Baller, I'm gonna move you on because you joined earlier than Buddy and I bet thank you for coming up. No worries. Let's bring you guys up here. Um Okay, there we go. And yeah, let's talk about let's talk about why Draymond Green is the most underrated player of all time. It's easy for me. Like the fact that people think he's like some kind of glorified role player. Like when people say that he'd be like some obscure role player if he wasn't playing with Stephen Clay, it just don't make no sense to me. Because whenever I ask somebody to name somebody that can do what he does on both ends as well as he can do it, the only names that they can give me are first ballot Hall of Fame level players. So like the fact that he is that versatile as a player like you can plug him into any team and he's going to have immediate value and the you're idea that you put him Robert Horry and not moved by Robert Horry you, huh? you, you don't you don't believe Paul Millsap does it no no wait huh you, you don't believe Paul Millsap does what Draymond Green does I'm going to say yeah Paul Millsap <laughs> Lamar, no Lamar, absolutely not I'm, I'm no Lamar, Lamar 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 don't do it either he's not as good of a playmaker or defender uh, I do. Uh, I do. Think, what about the people who say Ben Simmons? Uh, he's not as good a defender as Draymond. I will give him, and he's not. To me, he's a great transition playmaker, but he's not as good of a like a set playmaker in a half court setting. But that no is way, no way, I, I no think, way. You're about to just say with the DHO merchant yeah. of of that. Yeah, cut it out. Cut it out. Yeah, hold on. You think? Not, oh, you think? You don't think? Man, every 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 great playmaker big in the NBA is a DHO merchant. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Like, what, he's not what, doing phenomenal Kenan. stuff. Chill out. He's not doing phenomenal Kenan, you, stuff. You really don't, hold on, Kenan. You really don't think Ben Simmons really? can sell in a short roll situation? Yeah, no, no, no. I do what Draymond does. Yes, Ben Simmons can. You think? You think all Draymond does is dribble handles? Offensively, hell yeah. Easily, the only, easily. The, only easily. the only the only the only version of Draymond that that Ben Simmons can't match is in 2015-2016. We actually can shoot three. Oh, that's what I'm talking that's about. I'm, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, and don't and don't sleep and don't sleep because in 2017 in the playoffs Draymond was splashing threes too. Mentally, Ben Simmons. Can't I mean, he's willing to take the threes. Ben Simmons not taking. Offensively, I think you can find a few people who can do it. No, no, no. All around, I agree. I don't think Ben Simmons can match. Yeah. No, he can't. Yeah, like, name me some players. That's what I'm plug saying, play. I agree. It's plug and play. Like, you can play yeah. offensively. Name me some players that can do what he does as good as he does it on both ends. It's going to be all first battle Hall of Fame. On, on, on both ends, I don't think there there is. Offensively, I think he's very replaceable. Yes. I don't think so. I think I think Ben I think Ben Simmons can replace him. I think Lamar Odom can replace him. I think Boris Diaw yeah, could replace him. Yeah, like Honestly, offensively, I think many people could do it. Uh, yeah, a lot of around, Rooney right? does a lot of stuff yeah. that Draymond Defensively, no, you can't. That's too much value. But my but my point is the the players the players that are as good as him defensively can't do what he does on offense. That's my point. His total package as a player 
reason to be, in my opinion, like the most underrated yeah, player I've like, ever the seen. The name that's coming to mind right now is Kevin Garnett, but obviously, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, Earth we're talking about Kevin Garnett, bro. Yes, sir. But I, I do give you this I, I can't think of a non Hall of Famer where their defense is that level. Like, Draymond's arguably a top 20 defender of all time. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm trying to think of exactly that's why you plug him in at any team and he'll have immediate value off his defense alone. You can say that defensively, yes. I guess you can you could give him the impact, but is he the same player if he or if he's on a different team? I don't think he's I the think, same. I think he could be the best. Yeah, but that's like the, that's the discussion on a lot of players. They'll they'll never truly be the same player unless you're like trans. I disagree. There's some players field. that you can plug and play. I think Steph on any team, um Steph is Steph. I think he plays the same Kevin as that. But is he like point guard of all time, Steph is the conversation. Yeah, Max or Steph wouldn't be maximized if it wasn't for Draymond's playmaking. Well, we agree. But Keeney, I got a better question for you. Keeney, I got a better question for you. What's up? One minute. One minute. I got a better question for you, right? What's up? Because Low and Mars, they um, they they talk about this a little bit. Can you give me a player that that's not like top ten or top fifteen offensively all time that Draymond can play with that can sell offensively? I think define yeah, like what do you mean that. excel offensively? Like no, no, be unplayable. Got, uh, yeah, not unplayable. Yeah, does he basically, he raise a guy that's not Steph. Is that the question, Stubby? Like, does he floor? Can he floor raise? A not guy is there, that's not any, like, is there any non all time great offensive player that you put Draymond Green next to and he's not a liability on offense? I think that there are teams. That I think that I can name teams that would not advance in the playoffs, but could make the playoffs with Draymond as the best player on the team. Like the 2013, the 2013 Nuggets squad that won like 57 games. That Atlanta Hawks team, I think Draymond's better than Paul Millsap or Al Horford or whoever you want to say that was on like that 15 Hawks team that won 60 games. Like I think if you have adequate shooters and not like high level scores, but no way Draymond. 2015. Wait to answer Sturdy's question. To answer Sturdy's question, what about Kevin Durant? You don't think he's an all-time great offensive player? Yeah, you tweak up with that one right No, no, no. I thought, I thought the question is what all-time great offensive player wouldn't be a liability with Draymond? I thought it was cool. No, no, no. no Draymond, what what, what all-time great offensive question. player would make Draymond not look like a liability on offense? What I'm saying is, like, there are, there are teams saying, where Draymond would be the best player. Ray oh, Allen. Does, any, does anyone think Draymond Green next to Ray Allen is working? Did, did y'all already say, say Steve Nash? Yeah, Steve, hey, Steve Nash to me all-time great offensive player, so then, then you go, so you just you need all time great shooting next to Draymond Green. No, no, it's yeah. not that. I don't even it's just that Draymond Green, the way he's able to move on and off ball, a lot of people discredit because of his size. Even though he's really a power forward playing the five spot, he has very good ball handle and he can move around the ball. But the problem is, is that set up for shooters. So it can't work with Ray Allen. It can't work with Steph Curry. It could also even work with guys like Ant Man. But the thing is, is they want people to be more offensive now than they did back in the day. Because back in the day, Draymond Green would be perfect. Like, he would be another – I still like how Ewing played, and Ewing gets so underrated. The guy that was up here early talking about Ewing replacing um, Jokic, they would have lost because his defense would have slowed down the game to where that offense that Jokic was performing would have never even been there. So a lot of things that you attribute to the game, I think that Draymond Green is a great defensive player and offensive player. But he doesn't score because he gives everyone that opportunity. And I'm not gonna like Draymond's not a scorer. That's not what he's there to do. But if you have 
like like I said, I take it back to that 15 Hawks team. I think if you replace him with any player on that team, he's the best player. I think I think what I think what Al Horford and and um, Nicole Mills have provided for that team. I don't think Draymond. If you swap any of those two big men out and you put Draymond Green, they're not going to run the same way. Paul Millsap was hitting threes. He was a three-level scorer. He was rebounding. He was playing defense, right? And he was a way better right. scorer than than, than, than than Draymond Green. On top of that, too, Al Horford was a great defensive player, right? And he was still able right. to provide the range and rebounding and solid size. So, nah, I don't think – I think it would, it would put them at a deficit. Now, let me ask this, and there's a question to the panel. Um, the, the, the Orlando team that lost to the Lakers, right? Let's swap out Rashad Lewis and put Draymond Green. Do they beat the Lakers? They still Their lose. defense is way better. They still lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they, they, yeah they, is Jermaine Jermaine yeah. Nelson healthy? That one? Yes, man. He's healthy. He's healthy. Because you know why? Ray for Austin actually opened up in that game. Yeah, they still lose. I think it makes it. I think it makes it. I want to say. Hold on. I was trying to explain. What Draymond? 2016. Dwight Howard down low in the post. Yeah. 2016. 2016. 2016. 2017. If you have a guy like Draymond helping out Dwight Howard on the rebounds and on defense, Dwight Howard would, would step more into an offensive role, especially when Ray for Austin stepped up his game. They would have done a lot more damage. May they have won? I don't think they would have won, but I think they would have pushed it to a game seven because Draymond would have passed the ball, helped out Ray for on the fast breaks, helped out Dwight Howard defensively and rebounding to where you can only focus on one player as opposed to worrying about everything else. I think that they would have pushed a game seven. I think the yeah, reason why I don't think that I, I don't think the series even with Draymond go past six is because with even even with that right the the, the main three reason why the Orlando Magic team lost is because one Dwight had a lot of turnovers number one he wasn't really that efficiently offensive number two Steph Jeff and Gunny just completely like switched up everything he, he wanted to do like he he changed the defensive philosophy he actually allowed the Lakers to get a lot of drop he allowed drop coverage allow um Kobe to essentially walk in the elbow get a shot. And allow Paul Gasol to create from the elbows too, and then lastly, offensively they had no one else that can shot create. Even if you put Draymond there, no other shot creator. There is not another shot creator on that Atlanta Magic team. But sturdy. They let LeBron this is what do I'm the saying. same thing. Somebody got a popping noise. Somebody got a popping noise. Yeah, I don't know who that is. You don't think that that would have helped them out? The way that Draymond Green's able to facilitate the ball to get to the open man, be an extra guy to get that extra pass. See, that's what most people miss when they watch basketball. It's not just about how fast you get to the basket. If you give that extra pass to give it to the open man, they can still make those shots. I don't understand how you don't see that. If you have an extra... Well, you got to also remember that they were... Well, well, Cowboy Bob, the reason why we're giving you a little bit of pushback is because you now... Draymond will reduce the role of Hito Turkoglu being that point forward slash score, putting the offensive, initiating the ball in his hand. They were really effective with one of the role with Dwight. And now what you're going to relegate is make him more efficient at his shots. So, but my thing is, is if, 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 uh, it's it's a weird thing because what are you going to do with Draymond if you're running the pick and roll with Turgaloo? Like, what happens to Draymond? Is Draymond just going to sit in the corner and just play three? What is his role in that offense? Like, how do you what how do you maximize and what does he do to maximize crazy. that team? Yeah. Why would you use Why would you use Turgaloo in the pick and roll and not use Draymond? Because if because Turkaloo I mean, I, shooter, why have him in the spot and have 
Draymond Green in the pick and roll and then have him be the extra pass to where if a guy goes, if Ray Austin gets the pick from Green and he goes and they both trail to the basket, he passes it to Green and Green can kick it out to Turco. That, that's a good non-contesting three right there. That's what because I'm talking about. Because in my opinion, Tito Turtle is a better is a better on ball um offensive initiator compared to Draymond when it comes to pick and roll. I'm not gonna run four or five pick and rolls with True. Draymond Green and Dwayne Howard and then I'm doing a whole bunch of offense that's gonna come out of that. Yeah, there's a weird thing with this because we're assuming Draymond Green is going to be a primary playmaker on this offense. Because obviously we know the advantage he has for the Warriors is that Steph is not doesn't require the ball, but he can bring it up. Clay doesn't need the ball. Andrew doesn't need the ball. You know, so we would have to make the assumption that the Magic would change their offense to make Draymond Green a a bigger priority in terms of handling the ball and making decisions. And I'm not sure if that would happen like that. I'm unsure about that. Yeah, that's Cowboy. Yeah, I think um Cowboy Bob, I think your mic is um staticky. Um is oh it's not very good right now. Oh when you're done, I was gonna I was gonna talk about my underrated player. Let me cut down and go back and hold on. All right, but but um Dev, you have something to say? Oh, I was gonna talk about because I I said it yesterday. I was gonna talk about how I think Rudy Gobert has become underrated in a lot of basketball discourse because he is one of the best defensive players of the generate of the last couple of years. I'm I i do not say I was going to say generation, but I won't go too far. Rudy Gobert. He probably is because like, when you say like, underrated, where is he supposed to be exactly? Like, like, like for example, when I, people, like, people are saying like Rudy Gobert is not as good as defensively as we think it is because it's because of, of the playoffs, what happened in the playoffs. But we put in context, um, him having to guard, guard a perimeter had to make up for having um, one of the worst perimeter defenders in the league on his team as well. He's anchoring the defense. In the Utah Jazz and their defense, when it was the one seed, was really good because of Rudy Gobert being an anchor, being one of the best shot blockers and shot deniers in the league as well. And him at his defensive peak when he won the defensive player of the year, he was also, you know, at elite top five, top ten defensive player in the league. And I think the thing with Rudy Gobert, when he said he got exposed by the perimeter, like any other elite big, they get exposed. Like we seen Joel Embiid when he got in a front against Jason Tatum in the final, in the playoffs. He couldn't guard him. Like, majority of big men, if you put them on a perimeter, primarily centers, if you get them on a perimeter, they're going to get beat, especially by this offensive guard. So when you have to go against, like, the Kawhi, Paul George on a perimeter or the Lucas on a perimeter, like, he's going to get cooked because you're asking a center who needs to be in the paint to guard a perimeter. And not only that, they're, they're constantly getting beat. Like, the, his point of attack defenders are constantly getting beat which puts more pressure on your big man. So I think that's why I mean it's kind of unfair for Rudy Gobert. He can underrate it in a way. I'm not saying he's like a top 10 player overall. I'm just thinking that he gets right. the disrespect and like the – um, like he, when you hit, like he gets in a negative light when it's like – So you may call me one of those people who disrespect because I'm not a Rudy Gobert guy. I'm not really that sold. Me I was either. having this Pack conversation. Up, Pack them up. I was having this conversation regarding Rudy Gobert, and I'm curious, Dev, let me hear your opinion, and everybody else, you can chime in. If you replace Marcus Gasol with Rudy Gobert, do you think the defense would have changed that much? 
I mean, Marcus is also elite as well, though. So that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. So like, where exactly are we putting him to make him like what? underrated? You guys think Marcus is really elite? That deep no, no, so, really fooled you. Wait, no, no, I think the defense in Utah is worse with Marcus Holden. Yeah, but Dev, Dev, let me actually let me actually more. I'm next to go question. Who's talking? Oh, thirty here. Oh, what's thirty? Yeah, where does where does Rudy Gobert rank as a defender this generation? Then. Where should he be? This generation, yeah. yeah. Assume this generation is from 2010 onwards. Yeah. 2010, I say Draymond Green, Kawhi Leonard, himself, Anthony Davis, and uh, Anthony Davis is better than Rudy Gobert defensively. Okay. okay. So top five. Yeah. So basically, got top five. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Draymond Kawhi, you have him over um them as well. Um, trying to think. Am I, I think that's solid. I think so, Mar- I was like on the top ten. I got I got like Rudy over Marcus, so I got Rudy over Marcus. So that's very um, so top five all time. Yeah, top five. Wait, Giannis, Giannis or Rudy Gobert? I don't think Rudy a better. Uh, defense I forgot about. Uh, yeah, Giannis or Rudy Gobert. Buddy, you're wilding. Buddy, you're wilding. Dev, Dev, stand on no. your opinion, bro. Give, give me Rudy. Give me Rudy. No, nah. give me Rudy. What are we talking about? So let me ask you this. Let Dev. I want to be. I'm curious. If the only uh, in the peak LeBron, peak LeBron is top five, but LeBron didn't have that you know that that long run, so I won't use yeah, that okay, peak point. But yeah, but LeBron, yeah, I say Rudy. Year, so you can still have LeBron. But then again, but then again, here I'll say Rudy because, like I said, because Rudy, even though Yon's still a great defender, he didn't have a he ne- Rudy never had a point of attack defender like Drew Holiday. He never had a good um defensive another defensive player that's pretty good. Chris Middleton was a solid defender, and he never also had a back line defender help him out like um. But what does Rudy Gobert do that Giannis can't do? Better, he's a better shot blocker and ink. I think a better yeah. anchor. Yes. Yeah. No, he he, he easily is a better rim protector. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think I think okay, Rudy he, can. I think if like Rudy's example, the best rim protector of this generation. Like for yep. example, like if you put well, Rudy, I, 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 I say I say he is. You guys have more. I'm I'm including AD. I think Rudy's a bad player. Like 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 for example, if you put Rudy, like Rudy, in my opinion, Rudy can make more bad teams' defenses good than like Giannis could. So like if you put Rudy's the best team defense. So yeah. like you said, what Miles? Would you say? Yeah, Giannis has to Russell Westbrook as well. So it's like if Giannis doesn't have to anchor defense. offense, I think he could do oh. the exact same. Because Giannis, because Giannis value more of a roamer. Because Giannis is more of a roamer. Slow walk after me. What you mean by that? What you mean by that? In terms of in terms of Russell Westbrook can raise the floor of a team very well. But then when you get onto the great teams, he's oh, okay, I got, I got you. Okay, okay, I got you. Okay, I like that. I like that. Floor, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying Rudy can like. But then you get on, then you, but then you get in a different first. situation where you have to win, and you're not sure if Rudy Gobert. Well, well, that's actually, actually, I mean. boys, we have. I, I think Rudy Gobert, if you just put the right perimeter defenders around him, can lead to. Great that's what I'm saying. We haven't seen Rudy Gobert like. Yeah, no, yeah, we never seen him in like with an Eric Spoelstra or like or Ime Doko the ball. We never seen him with that level of help. You know what I'm saying? Like we seen him with for majority of his career, average to blow average perimeter defenders. He just got it's been elite. Pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, pretty right. Yeah, he just got it on the Timberwolves. With, with, you know, but do you think he can get? Yeah, he could still get played all the court because of his offensive liabilities. Do you think that offensive is possible in a playoff scenario? Um, even with the perimeter player. defense, do you think that's still possible? Say, wait, say I one think- more time. 
If they have Gobert, the perimeter oh, defense, God. can Rudy Gobert still get played off the court because of his offensive liabilities? No, because he no, no. understand his rebounding. Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe. It, it, depends, it depends based on the <laughs> yes. team. It depends you on the You also got to understand this. Mo- I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys. I keep cutting y'all off. No, no, you good, Brian. You good, Brian. All right. Y'all forget that there's two parts of this game besides just defense and offense. There's another right. part called rebounding as well and also boxing out. Him not being able to be defensively sound, he could still help his team by doing rebounds and going back up with the ball. That's another thing most people don't see nowadays is putbacks. They just immediately get the ball and kick it back out. I'm telling you, Rudy Gobert, I think, is mm. underrated because of his offense rather than actually what he can do. He's one of the guys, top guys that can contest a shot. He's one of the top guys that can trail his position when it comes to other power forwards or center. He's not good with, like, shoot small forwards, but he's still able to give you some type of presence there. So I think Rudy Gobert is a top 10 as far as contributing to a team. Not saying all the time. I'm saying right now. Do you I have think his versatility is on the Do you have him over morning? Oh, no, 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 I can't do that. Defensively? I can't say that because, you know, there was a lot of times. Wait, hold on. There's a lot of times when, if you look at Alonzo Mourning, which one are we talking about? We're talking about the one in Charlotte or we're talking about the one in Miami? Because in two different careers, he had two different styles. Just not not when he was washed up. Yeah, the best version. Yeah, not washed up. I'll let you do Super Zone. Yeah, I'll let you do Super Zone. I'll let you do Super Zone. Now, what I'm going to say is, is because of the time that was there, I didn't even think, to be honest with you, that Alonzo was that much of a threat. But I actually think that Ewing was better than Alonzo defensively. Oh, okay, so, for yeah. me, it's no, like... Wait, no way, no way. I, I agree. I agree. I think Ewing's better than Alonzo defensively. I do, too. Yeah, I think Gobert. But you're a Knicks fan, so yeah, me and yeah. you, I don't know. But I do think Ewing was a better defender than Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing is also a I, I think Patrick Ewing more. defensively was very slew-footed. I feel like once he got here and he got a little bit older, nah, he was I, just I think you're, I think you're thinking of mid-90s, Ewing. I'm talking about late, like, 89 to 92, Ewing. That Ewing yeah, yeah, was, yeah, was moving. That Ewing was moving. You know why? You know why? Because of Ewing, we were always in the top 10 as far as in defense. And if you want to talk about the East, yo, Ewing was that guy that was just up and down the court, every single play, blocks. If he drew a foul on somebody, he looked at him and was like, yo, you little punk, you're going to take this. Like, he was that guy that put it on you defensively and offensively. It wasn't easy playing against him. Hey, yo, hey, yo, pause, pause, pause. You got – no, no, no. I'm talking about, like, that Shaq. <laughs> he had that little bit of that Shaq where – No, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying, I think Ewan at his prime was better than Alonzo. So for me, I'll take, uh, I wouldn't take you, um, Alonzo. I'll take the other guy because it, ah, oh, damn, you got me forgetting his name now. Rudy Gobert, yeah, Rudy, Gobert Rudy Gobert. I'd rather take Rudy Gobert. Thank you. Because of the fact is, is Rudy Gobert playing now in this game and able to keep up at the pace, whether it's changed or not, the ability that he adapted to now and Alonzo Mourning not having that time to adapt, I think is a disadvantage. So I'm going to give it to the guy that's currently playing in the system now. I mean, I see what you're saying. I, feel that. I see what you're saying, but rebounding is important. That's a nasty way you explained it. I'm a whole that's a nasty way. But I when it comes it, to though, basketball... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. No, no, so when ahead, it comes to ahead. basketball, 
I, I do think rebounding is important. I think that's important, of course. But I do think there's different levels of value based on what you need on the court. And offense is number one at the end of the day. O- offense is number one in terms of value, whether you agree or not. We could discuss that at a different time. And if you have an offensive liability that people can consistently help off of, that just makes it harder on the court for the rest of the players to score the ball. And I think you can make up rebounding way more especially depending on your personnel, obviously, then making okay. up for an offensive, oh, yeah. uh, you know, black hole, basically. Yeah, my uh, argument was just straight defense. defense. So you're it's telling me defense. that I think offense, you overstate how much of a – Yeah, I, I completely you're disagree. You're telling me offense is key, right? But how Mars, is it – We're not, not overstating it. It's really bad, Mars. It's bad. No, nah, I, 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 I think as a scorer, obviously, like, Rudy has no post moves that he can really go to. He's not – if he's giving the ball down low, he's not – He's a lot, right? Which is why I think when teams go small, yeah. that's one of the biggest problems. He yeah, can't punish small because he can't score. Exactly. But I will that's say what the issue is, Mars. Yes. I will say offensive rebounding is offensive value. Thank you. Game. That can okay. Hey, I'll, I'll give you all the rebounding. Okay. Being being a lob threat is still offensive value. That's a form of spacing in my. Thank opinion. you. I've, I've seen guards play with bigs who can't catch lobs, and the lack of spacing around the rim is terrible. Because you can't throw the but, ball up to someone. Hold on, Mars, Mars. I saw Cade play next to there. Isaiah Stewart, and I promise you it doesn't look good because Isaiah Stewart can't catch lobs. I know. Watch where he looks yeah, like yeah, next to Jalen Durant. Watch where he looks next to Jalen Durant. Yes, yes, I agree. No, no, I think, but Mars, I think that's value. I think his ability to set screens is extremely valuable. Thank you. Oh, my God. No, because I'm going to be honest. If we're talking about the most used form of offense in the NBA today is a pick and roll. Got a great, right, a right, great right, screener right. gets his guard the space needed Open to take to a create jump shot two on one or get downhill. Yes. Yes. Rudy Gobert being yes. one of those screeners is still providing value on offense because I've seen terrible screeners. Agreed. Agreed. They don't Dang. get their guards open. Like, yeah. for example, if you watch the Spurs this year, go watch Wembenyama when he sets screens. He's not going to get anyone open because he doesn't set good screens. Being a good screen set is also offensive value. So I think there's many ways that Rudy does provide value. But I will say when teams do go small, his inability to capitalize on that, whether that be with post-scoring or his ability to get close to the rim and punish those guys down low, that's what hurts him. And I think that's why some situations he can get played off the floor. It's so but I do think overall, though, overall, so I think his offense is a bit over. I think his offense yeah, is I, mean, over. I won't say it's a Thanks zero, but it, I'm still not I'm very high on it. I, I yeah. agree with a lot of things you were saying, um, but I'm still not very high on it. Those are parts like you can get some points but that contributes to your team to where you don't does. need a guy to do one thing to do everything yeah but example. if the it's contribution no, on, is not high enough if it comes so far and few if it's not constant enough um uh bob that's what the issue was it's not con- it's not consistent what are you talking enough, about a pick and roll situation the way that you can box the out screening yes the, the screening will be constant but 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 here's the thing like and mar said yes he provides vertical um, a lob threat, so he provides vertical spacing. But even with mm. that, he can't catch um, backwards. He can't catch backwards, right? The same way that Aaron Gordon can catch backwards. He can't turn over his right shoulder, and he can't turn. O- he only can turn over over his left shoulder. So when he catches the ball, he only could dunk one way. That's really bad. <laughs> like as a big man, that is egregious. So it's I get you sounds wrong. like Roy Hibbert. I, I think, but it's funny how you I, okay. I think, I think yeah, name, like, name, okay, okay. Context. You just made a good point, but I want you to do me something. Name me ten big guys that can do better in the, exactly what you just said. Then uh, go ahead. I want to hear it. Offensively, 10 okay. big better offensively. AD. Yeah. yeah, what exactly is the question? Yes. No, no, 10, 10 big better offensively. No, I don't think he was talking about offensively, man. 
Oh, no, Tampa Bay is better. About, turning the over I was talking about the post. Oh, okay. The way how he okay. said that there's guys like he can't go to certain side, like he can't go to his right, but he can go to his left. Oh, like, I want to know better. 10 guys that can actually do that that are bigs now in this league. That's what I want to know. Okay. How many most of them are going to be European? Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. The game is different. So the Wait, fact but that Rudy, there's a lot. I think we can probably name because they they. Wait, Rudy's European. Rudy is European. Franz doesn't count. Franz doesn't count. Franz doesn't count. Crazy. We we don't we don't we don't count Franz. That's why. Now I just want to know ten other bigs that has a post game. That's what I want to know because the regular game. Better than we got nine, we got nine people up here. Everyone name one big, everybody right just name one, okay? Right, and okay, I'm, I'm gonna try to name one that Joker Keenan said Embiid, Rodel, go ahead, Joker. Said Joker. Um, okay, I'll just say Sabonis just to make it Sabonis context. Bam, Bam, Dev, Anthony Davis, buddy, Singone, Singone. Great. Damn, I got all of the ones I had. Shit. Uh, Zuri, Zuri, you go big. Kayvon Looney. Looney? <laughs> nah, you you missed really? the Looney. Uh, 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 give us another one. Give us another one. Give us another one. Give us another one. Come on, Zuri. Um, you got it. Super they they know down. damn bulls. Um, Vucevic on the bulls. Yeah, okay. Okay. I, 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 the I got I got Valentunas. There we go. Okay, okay. Right go ahead. I was gonna. Mm, I can't even say classic. Hmm. Can Chad. I say Claxton? Do not say Claxton. No, if I can't get Looney off, I can't get Claxton. Does Chris out there? He has a teammate. Name his teammate. He has a teammate that's better than him. I hope so. I want to see Claxton with more of an offense. Brook Lopez, yeah. Brook Lopez, yeah. Brook Lopez, No one said Cat. No one said Cat. I would have said Cat, too. But see, Cat didn't play like 55 games this year. No, no one said Yusuf Nurkic. Oh, he's still better off. Does, does, does KP count? Yeah, we got Nurkic plays basketball. KP has a first game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, we name like ten. We name like ten. DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton. No one said DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, he's better. Yeah. Okay. Nah, nah. Zubac is better. Not gonna lie. Zubac is better. I gave it to you. I gave it to you. This is a list of European bigs. Like I said, just a bunch of Europeans. We can keep on going, buddy. Nah, because what I'm trying to say is, there's not that many people that play. Hey, Ma, you know what? That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, my continent clears, man. I don't know what to tell you guys. But yo, I, um, I want to just um give my shout outs for my uh, underrated guys because I gotta go um head out real quick. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely want to give a shout out to Baron Davis. Um, I think for the two thousands, yes. he was highly he slept on, man. Like with the um, yeah, with, think, uh, Jason Richardson and the and the Wizards. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. You um, forgot about that? Um, yeah, also, most people forgot about the, that. The, that's the original for Golden sure. State. Yes, sir. <laughs> and then on top of that, too, um, I want to give out a big shout out to um, also Ronald Test, man. I think a lot of people like really like don't talk about him in the top defenders just like that anymore. Like even when I watch drafts, like I see him go like like he doesn't get speaked about in small forwards. Um, I just think that that whole uh, malice at the palace thing. I think it took away from um, the percent, the projection that he was going to go into because he was on his way. He was averaging 25 with, like, you know, defensive play of the year, like, um, regards. You know what I'm saying? So I think Ronald Tess is definitely one of those guys that should have thing. And stuff for Mark, man, too. even though yeah, he that, that, that's, 20, league, that's 25 points a game for seven games, man. I was, I don't know. That was the league. That was the league.
I'm going to say most people overlook Glenn Rice and the way he played for both Miami and Charlotte. Ah, the three-point line was too short. Ah, no, it don't matter. To be that big and to play defense and offense and still be able to shoot was impressive to me. That guy wasn't No, no, I'm playing. playing. You're right, you're right. He wasn't no easy. Yeah, he, he, okay, let's say it was a 20-footer he was shooting as opposed to a 22 but the fact that he's able to still shoot, move, and keep going playing defense and offense, I got Glenn Rice. I got uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Most people don't even respect Jermaine O'Neal's defense, even though he played for Indiana. And that guy was a real okay. problem, both rebounding I and boxing. I hate the way he played. Yeah, and you hate Jermaine O'Neal's game? <laughs> Watching yes, Jermaine O'Neal play is really irritating to watch. I'm not going to lie. Most people look at Ben Wallace's game and they're like, this guy is boring. But for me, like I said, Jermaine O'Neal, watching him play defense against you and watching him play how he played against that, if that guy was able to just keep it all together and be composed. Sort of like a Tim Duncan ways with his mentality, like how he was just always relaxed. Yeah, he showed a little emotion every now and then, but he was able to just be on the court, play his position, and contribute without even being a problem. So I liked him, Glenn Rice, and I'm gonna say Jason Richardson, my little, mm-hmm. my little, my little dude that used to be banging like Rich, he was Carter. Go mm, I was he gonna say something. Go crazy. Nice. I, got, I, I got one more, and I'm out. I got Sean Marion, man, the Matrix, man. Shout out to the that's man. a good pick. The most. He's probably one of the best versatile forwards that we ever had. Run the floor. Um, his jump shot was disgusting, but it went in for some strange reason. I didn't understand how that worked. Um, and he was able to win Dallas a championship. Help win Dallas a championship. So salute to him, yeah, Yo Mars. You know it's a pleasure, brother. Salute to the panel. Yeah, salute to guys. I'm at All right, Brody. Have a good one, man. I got. I got. Let me give. I got an old school underrated player. I just started watching more. Yeah, Dev. Let me let me let me give him real quick. Let me um. Let me give a role player. Let me. I'll say the most underrated role player is Shane Battier. I think Man. I think what he did oh, from no real talk. I don't think I don't think Shane Battier gets enough talk, especially as role player. We typically people go to like the Robert Ories, the That's the um like the all all the other guys like that. But like no one people really mentioned um, Shane Battier playing that level of defense from Memphis to Rockets to the Heat. Also, you talk to any. Hey, yep. Saturday, I got a question for you, real quick, Stu. I got a question for you, real quick. You don't know. You remember that, man? You remember that series when Kobe was cooking his ass, Batty <laughs> Oh, yeah. Cooking his ass, man. Like, oh, yeah. Cooking him, bro. Giving him that mic talk. Like, this nigga can't guard me, man. Well, Kobe's, well, Kobe's not top 10, so. <laughs> Damn. I got him. You, like, you, you got say one. that too, Daddy? I got what? a question. Uh Lamarcus Aldridge, I definitely think is underrated. Underrated, yeah. I agree. For sure. He was so efficient for like maybe when he was with and, the Blazers and he also yeah. how he was with San Antonio. I thought he was a real contributor. His San Antonio body. years get underrated. Like people yeah. overlook yeah. like that. Yeah. Team, like, they won like six or seven games. Is crazy. Yeah, Damn. there's a lot of hype behind that Portland team. Um, you know, the year with Brandon Roy, right? Lamarcus, yeah, Lamarcus. Oh, you, oh, you, okay, you talking yeah. about like the 2012 ish place, yeah, 2013, yeah. but it'd be Houston and stuff, yeah, right? the, yeah, it, it's unfortunate that he couldn't really be who they were because Facts. Odin couldn't, you know, stay healthy, Roy couldn't stay healthy, 
So it just it was just nasty. Just blew but up. But that's why I think that Aldridge was the guy because when both those guys went down, he stepped up. Yeah, he didn't win the chip or anything, but he was had they had those two pieces, like you said, I think that they would have been set to win a championship. Because Odin was there. Do y'all uh, think uh, Gil Gilbert Arenas was underrated? Underrated? At no, this point, with this podcast, uh, I, I, I don't he's, know, bro. I think he's love. I think he's love. I think he's this podcast right gives him plenty of love, bro. I think I think, I think a lot of players. I think a lot of players who um get their career cut short, like due to injuries. I don't yeah. think they become. I think they become. They get looked at with the rose tinted glasses. Like I think they're not really underrated. I think Penny Hardaway is properly rated. I think Gilbert Arenas is properly rated. Jason I think. Rated. I agree. Probably, because right? because I, I think a lot of people view them in like they get elevated because we never got to see them at their best for a long time. I don't think they get yeah. underrated. Grand Hill. I think in some cases they get overrated more often. Than yeah. I think Gilbert like, Arenas was tough, but I don't know if he's underrated. It's two players. Yeah. Like, why do you yourself? Why underrated? Why do people? Rashid Wallace. Rashid Wallace is. What he did with Portland, what he did with Detroit, and what he even did for the Knicks, I'm going to go out and say, yes, he played for the Knicks. That dude has, Rasheed Wallace has been the only player I know that has played his game and been able to adjust and be better. Because remember, when he was on Detroit, he was still doing his post game and getting bodied in by Shaq. He had to start pulling out and learning how to do that step out jump shot. That right there, that alone, when he added that to his game, that surprised me. The fact that he's able to change who he was, like Derrick Rose, from being that bad boy, down low threat with the post-ups and all that and the technical fouls, and then be able to come with a step-out, turn-around jump shot, nah, he's not underrated. He never was. He never will be. Rasheed Wallace is never underrated. I got I got to People don't give him his respect. I yeah, remember Game yeah, 7, 2010, right, Rasheed yeah. Wallace starting at 55,000 years old and giving the Celtics great minutes. Yeah. Oh. I, yeah. I think um, uh, I think I think I, I think this is more kind of controversial, but like you know, you know, I think Bill and Beer is underrated. I think I, I think for being a good defensive young big, people, I agree. But young, yeah. yeah, like even 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 back then, Mars like all like majority of people just, just say he's dirty, and he is dirty, absolutely, Ric Flair. But he, <laughs> he was a stretch big in the eighties. That's saying something. He was one of the reasons why they call legal offense. It was because of that pick and roll game that him, Isaiah Thomas used to do on one side of the court. And supplement that was being, he was an underrated passer and was still, even though he was 30, still a high IQ player. I think Bill Ellenbeer is underrated historically, especially. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think, I think that's Johnson, fair. As well. I think Kevin Johnson was underrated for his time as well. KJ? Like, yeah. From the yeah, Suns? Yeah, like, I was watching. Kevin Johnson for sure. KJ was Great facilitator, but his defense was lacking. Yeah, uh, who cares about defense, man? He wanted the most athletic point guards. I and, and I don't know if y'all talk about him. <laughs> Steven Jackson. I think it was underrated. I don't know if y'all talked about him already. Steven Speedy Jackson. Oh, oh, Steven Jackson. I thought you said Speedy Claxton. I thought he said Speedy Claxton, bro. I was about to. Jackson, Jackson. Yeah, Jackson Jackson was a bucket. I, I hey, but if you are if you ask him if he's underrated, I mean he'll say yes the way he thinks he's better than Ray. Oh, yeah, he thinks he's better than Manu. Yeah, he yeah, he he really ridiculous. But I want to read. I want to read some super chats. Some people left their underrated players, so I want to um, read them. Drink more water. Said Mark Price, Manu Ginobili, and Kevin McHale. I, Manu I, I agree. I agree. I game is crazy. I, don't McHale, Manu, Kevin, Manu, I, I, I say this all the time. Kevin McHale to me, top five post game of all time. To me, post game is crazy, man. Kevin McHale. Yeah, I agree. All Dad Love Shrimp is another one too. Yo, Mars. Yeah, get it. Mars. What's quick yes. five? 
Post game all time. Quick five. Hakeem. Shaq. Um, are we doing like skill post game or like most effective post game? However, you, however you want to do it. However you... The I'm one you just, use I'm, for I'm, Kevin I'm, McHale to put him top. No, no, I'm, just, I'm just say skill. Let's well, get skill. Let's Kevin, get skill. Kevin McHale is both, but we'll, we'll yeah, just let's skill. skill. We'll just skill. So we we got Hakeem. Um, if skill, then Duncan. No, Dirk, Dirk, Tim Duncan, Duncan, McCarran, and Winston Shaq. Shaq was just brutal. Like, nah, do it, Mars. Say Jokic. It was like a freaking. Jokic getting up. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm what? Jokic getting up. Do it, Mars. I'm not gonna lie. My my. Come on, but like you can't give it to after two seasons. That's why. No, no. If we're talking about skill post game, I'm putting Kobe in there. Hey, oh, I was Mamba. 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 Okay. Spade, 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 ma. Yeah, if I'm like, spade, if I'm if I'm talking just sheer skill spade, in the post, spade, man, that shit. Man. I give you that. I give you that. I like that. Footwork, all that up and up, man. All that. But if we're talking about skill, then would you put Kyrie in there? In the post, underrated, underrated. Not top five, no. But Not top five, but he definitely. If you, if, you, if you said guards, Kyrie's quite high on the list. He wouldn't. Yeah. I don't know if he's he wouldn't high. be top five, but he definitely. You got Kobe, Mike. Um. Would you consider Magic? I would. I would. What about Mark Jackson? Mark Jackson used to always play like that. He too. was posting up people from baseline to baseline. That don't count. I was thinking Sam Cassell. Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief had post game. Is DeMar DeRozan count as a guard? Yeah, I think he plays shooting guard a lot of his career. I feel like I yeah, I feel about DeMar DeRozan has post game. Like, There's a few I'd put over Kyrie, but Kyrie definitely has great. Post post music, especially for someone six two at that size. So yeah, him. Um, Way will send a super chat. Said Mars Dub and Low make lies of omission, talking about average league pace and MJ's time, ignoring he played on the bottom pace teams. The nineteen eighty five Bulls pace equals the average pace today. Check. Yes, you are correct. Uh, I I know that because I checked. But, uh, that that doesn't help my Jalen Green agenda. So I don't know why. You- that I'm not going to bring that up. Um, Khalil Young said, when exactly did Kobe become this unwilling passer or playmaker? To say Jordan was a more willing playmaker early on than Kobe has no foundation given their roles in their offenses early on. Anyone agree with that? Um, I, I agree. I think you, I think Kobe is definitely um, a much more willing passer and playmaker than what y'all were saying earlier. I think Jordan in his, I think Jordan in his early years was the opposite of a willing Possibly. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That man was jumping into four people on some drama rant type thing, just trying to finish. And that's what his coach was telling him to do: just get the ball to Jordan. Just get nah, nah, nah. He wasn't telling him to jump. Nah, in man. So there was some time Orlando Woolridge just chilling there like this, and Jordan flying through the air. I'm like, okay. They don't know MJ was the original. Just get the rebound. Yeah, but <laughs> shout, shout out to Jordan, man. Shout, shout out to Jordan, man. Um, Blue Champagne says Stefan Marbury severely nope. underrated. Yeah, I, I don't, th- I don't think he's underrated. Me personally, I do have a question. Who do you think is better, him or uh, Steve Franchise? Steve oh, Franchise. Marbury. Marbury. I, 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 yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with Franchise because you know how he got hurt and Marbury couldn't even hold that to Franchise's career. Franchise with the Rockets, those two years that he had back-to-back, man
He was able I to think, pass. I think Marbury was better. Marbury I don't think either better. of them are underrated, to be honest. Mar- mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah I don't a, think, I don't think love. Steve Francis is underrated, to be honest. I think he's better uh, than Marbury. Oh, I don't Maybe. Hello, nah. um, Young said Mike took very similar shots to Kobe. The difference is the way teams were allowed to play defense when Kobe played versus when Jordan played. Uh, well, when Jordan, when Kobe first came in, the defenses hadn't changed that much. But when Jordan, when Kobe entered his prime, yeah, but yeah. When he first came in, it was just a lack of Kobe. Just didn't get as many touches as Jordan, to be honest. Um, no, they, they career field goal field goal is about the same. It's like I think Jordan's twenty three. Kobe's like 22.8, something like that. About the same. I wonder where he's in that primes. Cause... Yeah, but I was, prime, Kobe wasn't prime, getting that to like his fifth season. The same difference. Prime about the same difference. No, fair enough. Um, Tory Wallace said, dude, must ain't have seen 2019 to, to the 2020 Warriors. That season was tough to watch as a fan. He's talking about you, Keenan, with Draymond Green. That's what he's talking about. Mm. Hey, listen. you got. There's a difference between like, because when you say stuff like that, you got to remember that you're your salary isn't being allocated properly. Like you're missing the money that you're paying Steph Curry while he's not there could be allocated to other resources that would help the team. So when you, if you're talking about like a fully healthy team that's like built around Draymond Green the right way, I think they can have a solid floor. No. Look at it. That's the problem with anybody. Any player you have, they don't get more. Look at Zion. Everyone says Zion's better than Randall, but who's on the court more? Like I said, if Draymond Zion, was on the- Zion could play one game and he's bad in Julius. Yeah. Um Wakondan Sayan said Hondo, Rick Barry, and Walt Frazier most underrated. I that's I a good one. That's a fantastic. They're, they're all very underrated, and I think it's because no one Hon- respects Who's the who's Hondo? Who's Hondo? John Havlicek. John Havlicek. Um, Walt Frazier to me is probably the most underrated of these guys because I never hear him in the top 10 point yeah. discussion. Even though I think he's easily yeah, a top 10 point. He, he's very innovative for his time, too. If you watch his game, his I'm game, one of the yeah, best like defensive point guards you've yeah, ever seen. Defensively, he was great, but he had a jump shot, he could get to the rim, good handle, could actually dribble with his left hand. Yeah, like, very, very yeah, good. Should have won finals. That's a two time Hall of Famer. Okay, mm-hmm. you know Nakuzi straight is crazy. He is passing playmaking as, as a point guard. Uh, I don't think it, he's not. He's not an. He's not an all time great passer or playmaker. But he no. he he made he made good decisions. Good passer. Good playmaker. Um, definitely. If I had to think off the top of my head, he's one of the better ones of the seventies in terms of passing and playmaking. Absolutely. I don't think I don't think he's Oscar Robertson good, but I think he's very good. Um, but I, I think he didn't really have many flaws in his game, in my opinion. And defensively, he's the third best point guard of all time to me. So, yeah, I want to explain it to y'all guys. He's like a Joe Dumars that had better pass, that had better passing, pretty much. If, Joe, if Dumas another, Joe Dumas is another underrated player because he could pass very well as well. And people mm-hmm. give him enough credit. No, but I'm saying compared to Walt, though, I think Walt has him. He has him on that. But yeah, I, I agree. Dumas I think Walt Frazier's better than Joe Dumas. Should have got finals MVP. But... Wait, Mars. Who's the other? Who's the other two point guards you have ahead of him defensively? Uh, Jason Kidd and Gary Payton. Hey, there we go. Okay. Ooh, wait, Kidd before Payton? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy? Gary Payton's dad taught both him and Jason Kidd, and Jason Kidd did better than him defensively. I just Amen. think that's crazy. <laughs> J- Jason, Jason Kidd. If Jason, Jason Kidd is a jump shot away from people considering him the second best point guard of all time. No, I think I agree. No, no, that's, that's probably. Mars, if you that's give true. him a jump shot, 
I'll, even average from three during his prime, he will be. I think he'll be have a struggle of being the greatest point guard ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Combine Steve Nash and uh, Jason Kidd. You got the greatest point guard there ever. Lived. I was gonna say those two guys. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 that's kind of old. That's a little old. <laughs> nah, I hey, if you get yeah, when he was on the Nets. Yo, the game would be like it would be so slow, but the way he's able to be in the spots, control everything. I looked, I said that guy's much better than Gary Payton because of how he contributes to his team. Most people don't look at that and appreciate that because it's not flashy. Like they want, if you think about it, if he had the athleticism of a John Morant, everybody'd be saying Jason Kidd's the best point guard of all times. Or if he had a jump shot like Steph Curry. That's the problem. Y'all giving y'all giving them like all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, like, like what the hell? Like if Jason Kidd could shoot as well as let's say let's think about an okay shooting point guard. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Um, nah. Chris Paul. That's Chris Paul. A great okay. shooter. Lower than Chris Paul. If, 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 if he could shoot, if if Jason Kidd could shoot as well as Kyle Lowry shoots, I think people would play okay. him in the top three point guard. Oh, okay. Another underrated player, by the way. I think Kyle Lowry is underrated as well. Um, Toaster Goat said an underrated obscure player people forget is Stacey Orgman. Mm. Oh. That's, a, that's definitely a, play, a player people forget, definitely. Um, I remember him on like the Trailblazers that were competing for the finals in 2000. That's why I remember him backing up Scottie Pippen. That's that's where I remember him from. Khalil mm-hmm. um, Young, his underrated players are Mitch Richmond, Doug Christie, and John Wall. I don't agree with John Wall at all. I don't agree with Doug Christie. I don't think John Wall's underrated. I don't know if I think Doug Christie's underrated. Can you name me? Can you name me five better point guards than John Wall in 2017? No, I think he was a top five point guard. Hey, okay, then we're good. Yeah, I, I see. When I say I don't think he's underrated, I think people just rate him correctly. I don't like that, that's all it is. That's fair. I that's think, fair. I think John Wall in, in John 2017, you got Steph, Russ, Kyrie, then him probably. I think yeah. he's better than Isaiah Thomas. Was, so yeah, and that. That, and that, yeah, you're not putting Isaiah Thomas and Lowry over John Wall. Honestly, yeah. I put him over ah. Kyrie. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I'm Kyrie. No, I wouldn't. But in, yeah. in, I think like John Wall, similar to me, PG 13. And probably DeMar DeRozan, I think in time they're going to be underrated and the people are not going to be talking. DeMar DeRozan underrated. Yeah. <laughs> how, DeMar DeRozan. Yo, on those like 20, on those 2017, 2018 Raptors teams, Kyle Lowry is better than DeRozan. I don't care. So now Keenan knows. Ooh, that's what I'm hearing. Keenan that's a knows. fact. Kyle Lowry was the best player on those teams. Thank yes, you. he was. But um, <laughs> we have we have like we have like three minutes until I have to end the show. So does anyone have any more underrated players? They just want to start naming. Yeah, names. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, Josh Smith, <laughs> Josh Smith underrated. That's Julius Randle in 2010. Smith, Smith. Oh, you're crazy. Steve Smith underrated. Uh, Steve yeah, Smith. I, I can get with that. I can get. Oh, with Steve Smith uh, our wow. bonus. Even though like the old head loves talking about him, and but like when you go watch him, he really is like. The Jokic from back then, like he is a great passer as a big man. Yeah, Mookie Blaylock. Mookie I think he's another one of the best defensive point guards of all time. I don't know. I do. Slim, slim um, night, man. Artis Gilmore is a great all time big man who doesn't get enough respect, in my opinion. Um, I, was, I would say, I would say, I said, I think a lot of ABA players, like, there's one, I forgot his name, but like, I heard, like, 
when they were doing this, it's gonna be called an NBA open court. Like a lot of NBA players seem to be underrated if they had like an NBA chance. Mel Daniels. I think I think I think Dan Issel leads the ABA all time in scoring. I think. Um, played for the Denver Nuggets in the end. Yeah. Um, oh, and Mike Conley. Oh, Darren Williams is a good one. I don't. I feel no. Nah, Darren. Darren. Nah, Darren Williams. Do you do you think how like let's say you People get Darren Williams probably rated. I mean, yeah, Darren Darren Williams wasn't better than Chris Paul. No. He cooked him a lot though, but no. He I don't think. I don't think he's underrated. I, 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 he was second best point guard during that time. He, though, yeah, huh? he, yeah, he was the second best point guard. But Chris Paul at times he made it a conversation. Like Chris Paul is clearly so, the best point guard, I but think, he made it a conversation for some people. So, I'll, I'll so it was kind of like a, it was like a Curry versus Westbrook. They're like on a game like, on game Curry by game basis. Yeah, I mean, Darren people Williams like how Darren Williams played. Yeah, yeah, they love underrated hands. He has underrated handles. He has underrated handles all time. Um, who else do we uh, Oh, this player's not underrated. This not play, this player's not underrated, but I think his handles are underrated. Kemba Walker, I think he has some of the best handles of all time, in my opinion. Kemba. When you say some of the best, give me a ranking. Top 15, top 10, top what? I'll be say say top 15, because I, I I love Kemba's step back, that's why. Kemba's step back in his little um that snatch back. Yeah, Kemba, Kemba did have a great handle. His 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 handle was just very tight, like and that's how he won the Yukon chip. Yeah, they say Kemba not even six foot. Yeah, I just about handles. How do you feel about Rudy? 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 How um, next week, if he's not, I don't know. All right, but um, appreciate, uh, you. appreciate everyone who watched the show in Dub's absence this week. Thank you very much. Go New um, York, Mar- go New Mar- York, Mar- go. Tomorrow, yo, yo, pull up. Yeah, okay, Mar- okay. okay. that's Cap. Back, that's Cap. Mar- 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 hey, I respect.